Hello, thank you for joining me on Frazetta Fridays with Frazetta Girls, episode number two. The word legendary may be overused a bit, but it cannot be overused describing Frank Frazetta. He was truly a legend and he will live on for as long as mankind exists. Frank had a pencil in his hand from the early age of three. He was a child prodigy. His parents enrolled him into the Brooklyn Academy of Fine Arts when he entered the third grade. He stepped into the world of comics as a professional at the age of 14, and just a few years later, he created his own comic. He entered this life with an innate ability for art, and because he worked at it the way he did, he will forever be remembered as the legendary godfather of fantasy artwork. When did it all begin, you might ask? Well, we need to take it back, way back to February 9th, 1928, the day Frank Frazetta was born. This is the first baby picture of the legend himself in his little carriage and his bonnet on his head. How adorable. Here we have young Frank at two years old, walking and creating chaos in the neighborhood. Just kidding, but how adorable is that haircut and that little stern expression. Here is Frank also young at two years old in his little, his little white shoes and his socks, petting his neighborhood dog or his dog. I'm not sure whose dog, but he loved animals from an early age. Here he is in 1935 with his cousin, Eddie. These are not real cigars and pipes, but they were um, playing and emulating the adults around them. Look at them in their little coats, so adorable. This is the house my grandpa grew up in, in Brooklyn, New York, humble beginnings. So my grandfather's father, Alfred, immigrated from Sicily to the United States when his, with his parents when he was only eight months old. Here he is, my grandfather's father, Al. Um, he worked as a stone setter while my great-grandmother, Mary, who was a second-generation Italian-American, was a stay-at-home mom. She took care of Frank and his three younger sisters, Adele, Carol, and Jeannie. This is my grandfather and his sister Adele at his wedding. I could not find pictures for this of Carol and Jeannie, but I will post them soon. Um, great little family. So my grandfather was pretty much drawing before he could talk. He could not get enough of art and he was so truly passionate about, him, about art and the way it made him feel alive. He would grab paperbacks from the bookshelves and fill all the white space and the end papers with drawings, hundreds and hundreds of drawings. He collected his drawings and eventually his, his first drawing ever of, 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 of an airplane, which I have, he sold this piece to his grandmother for a single penny. His grandmother also lived with him and his parents and sisters. Um, and this experience for my grandfather really sparked something. 
He loved art and the realization that he could make money from it was really profound. I do believe that growing up in this rough economy and in, in, in growing up in the Great Depression, watching his parents and community struggle gave him an edge in understanding the fundamentals of success. He knew that if he wanted to become successful, he would have to work hard at it. And he did. And it also didn't hurt having a extremely supportive grandmother who was there every single day encouraging him. Um, so how did art school come about? Uh, when, when did his parents enroll him? Uh, when, or, or, or was it his grandma? Um, was it after the, the thousandth um, drawing that they discovered around the house in the back of a book or on a wall? Um, and actually, it was, it was neither. It was a grade school teacher who prompted Frank to go to art school. My grandfather had just entered the third grade and he was known in his school for filling all of the blackboards with holiday drawings like the Santa Claus and, and turkeys and Easter bunnies and he was just known as the creative kid. So um, the teachers when you know they, they saw him doing these beautiful pieces like this is these are some of the pieces that he was working on when he was in grade school. Um, they couldn't help but notice him creating his own short stories, his comics, flip books, drawing classmates when he should have been doing math um, on almost a daily basis. So one of his teachers, thank God for him or her, called in Mr. and Mrs. Frazetta to visit the school for a meeting about their eight-year-old son, and they insisted that this young man needs to go to art school. And lucky for all of us, that happened. Here's another part of the, the snowman that he created when he was only eight years old. Another early work. These are some of the drawings, um, the, the complexity of them and the panels. I mean, this was this was an eight year old. So it's it's no wonder that teachers were noticing people were noticing. So the art school he was enrolled in was called the Brooklyn Academy of Fine Arts. It was located at 8587 Court Street, Brooklyn, New York. The class met twice per week and the Frazettas paid $8 per month. This is where Frank met his mentor, Michelle Falanja, who many of you have heard the name before. So this is Michelle Falanja. Michelle has a very interesting background. He was born in Naples, Italy. He studied in multiple art institutes in Naples and continued his studies in Rome for many years after. In 1901, he immigrated to New York, and by 1915, he was a self-employed artist. His paintings could be purchased at the Abraham and Strauss department stores in Brooklyn, New York, um, and his reputation was really building. In, in 1923, the Leonardo da Vinci Art School opened in Manhattan, and Falanja headed the department um, of drawing and painting. He taught courses that included anatomy, sculpting, interior decoration, architecture, geometry, fashion design, and the history of art. Um, his contribution to the school was so overwhelming that he was actually written about a few times in the New York Times. Um, the school was, was a, an instant hit and they ended up opening a second branch in Brooklyn. 
They even had their own magazine named Leonardo, and in the issue of 1924 to 1925, they included right reproductions of Falange's paintings and sketches, which I'm going to pull up here. So here's a few of the, the, the inks by Falange, some other drawings here, paintings, really, really beautiful work. Um, in 1927, Falange exhibited a group show at a group show of Italian sculptures and paintings at the Bowery Savings Bank in Manhattan's Little Italy neighborhood. And the New York Sun was so impressed, they praised his works for weeks after. Um, in 1935, he took over the Leonardo da Vinci of Art School in Brooklyn and renamed it the Brooklyn Academy of Fine Arts. And a year later, this is when he met young Frank Frazetta and forever both of their lives changed. My grandfather actually recalled the first day at the academy for his entire life. This made such an impact on him. Um, he met Michelle and these are his words. The academy was little more than a one floor, three room affair with a total of 30 students ranging in age from, you guessed it, eight to 80 years old. Um, and this is important because a lot of the times when when we're recounting the history of Frank Frazetta and we say he went to art school, you would maybe imagine like a, a art school of peers, but he was the youngest student in the class and was amongst many other people that were mostly in, from the 20 years old to up to 80 years old. Um, and it was very informal and it was only twice per week. Um, and there wasn't a whole lot of structure. So continuing with his words, I still remember Falange's look of skepticism as I signed in. Um, you could easily imagine him thinking, oh no, not another child prodigy. Nevertheless, he sat me down with a pencil and paper. Good man, good insight, he didn't give up on Frank. And he asked me to copy a very small picture postcard which contained a realistically rendered reproduction of a group of ducks. When he returned later on to see how far I had progressed, he took one look at my drawing, snatched it up, exclaiming, Mamma Mia, we have a child prodigy. And that's the way he told the story. Um, <laughs> so excuse the impression. Um, and he ran off waving in the air, waving the drawing in the air and calling everyone to come look at it. Um, so these are a couple of the paintings that my grandpa did when he entered the Brooklyn Academy of Fine Arts. You can see why uh, Michelle was just so floored by his talent. Uh, here's another one. These are just, again, some of my grandpa's first paintings. And then here's a couple of drawings that he did also around the same time. Again, like I, a child doing these with very minimal training is, is profound. So Overall, my grandfather was quite happy um, under the tutorship of a classically trained Italian artist. Um, as I mentioned before, the school was very free-handed, um, and Falange continued to be very impressed with my grandfather's ability. They they started with with um, still life. They they did some um, they did some life studies and and but but it was it was very free-handed and Michelle wasn't he wasn't a stickler on the right way to do art he wanted the students and Frank to feel art and I think my grandpa he always talked about 
the ability to be free in art. And I believe that this, this foundation was what rooted him in those beliefs. And we have to thank Falanja for that. Um, so Falanja was so impressed with my grandpa that he actually made arrangements for him to go study in Italy. And unfortunately, Falange's death ended that plan. He died February 1st, 1942, just eight days short of my grandfather's 14th birthday. My grandfather was devastated. Um, he attended the funeral and, and he and his, his fellow students were just absolutely floored by this. They did continue to go to art school. Um, they continued to go to the Brooklyn Academy of Fine Arts until my grandfather was 16. Uh, Ralph Mayo took over, and um, that's when, when my grandfather did have to learn anatomy and tighten up a bit, which I will get into on the next episode because um, I would like to go in chronological order. So yeah, that's that's around the same time he went into comics, and you know it's it's um, it's interesting to think about what might have happened with Frank Frazetta's career if he had gone to Italy. I don't know if he would have gotten into comics, and everything's already mapped out in the universe as it should be. But it it's also just interesting to to consider. Um, so I hope you I hope you enjoyed understanding a little bit more about Frank Frazetta, the child prodigy, and, and just, you know, seeing, seeing the level of talent he had at such an early age. Um, again, I do believe, I believe talent exists, natural talent from, from, I don't know what, God, past lives, whatever, whatever you want to believe, but he definitely had something in him and and but because he worked hard at it, he could achieve the level of, of, of greatness in, in that lifetime. Um, so thank you for listening. And I do have a few announcements uh, for FrazettaGirls.com. We do have our Vampirella and Space Age collection on sale. Inventory is extremely low. We did release our Halloween collection mid-October, and I'm moving my hair to the side to show you my woman with scythe crop top, which I love, it's super cozy. Um, inventory is running low, crop tops are very popular, which is great. Um, and uh, next week we are releasing our Conan skate decks and we are shipping all calendars now. If you did pre-order them, they will all be shipped by Monday. And what else do I have? Oh, I think that's about it. So thank you guys for your continued support. Frazetta forever. Love you guys. And we will see you next Frazetta Friday.